Welcome to BFC Live, the daily video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. BFC Live highlights the company's brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis sector. Learn more at businessofcannabis.com. Coming up on this BFC Live, we connect with Albert Kim. He is a co-founder of Greenline POS, a leading point-of-sale system in Canada for Canadian cannabis retailers. We wanted to connect with him post 420 to check in on all things he's seeing from retailers. Albert Kim from Greenline POS. Happy day after 420. Yeah. Good to chat, Jay. Good to chat with you. Um, so yes, let's start there. Yesterday was 420. Uh, if it's not the biggest cannabis purchasing day of the year, it is certainly close to the top. And the week leading up is is big. Like, I don't know if you track it. Maybe you do track it in real time. Like, how, how are you seeing transactions the week leading up to 420? Or were, were you? Is there a market difference? Yeah, we, we definitely see a bump, uh, but it's not always on the day of 420. Often it's the, the weekend before. And even in the grand scheme of things, it's not the biggest cannabis purchasing day of the year. That's uh, usually reserved for the holidays. Um, so yeah, 420 is a big deal, but it's not as big of a deal as, uh, as the late December. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And I was talking, well, actually yesterday with Mimi from Superette, um, like there hasn't really been a steady state 420 for retailers, certainly in Ontario yet, where it's like <laughs> the first one was like, it was 2019 it was like, basically some of them had just opened. The next yeah. one was, was I guess COVID. COVID. And the third one is still COVID. Like it's like when, like <laughs> we don't know what, it, we'll what it'll be like yet. Yeah. And start baselining that um, as sort of the, the go-to, but, but it is interesting to sort of see, and I'm interested in your thoughts, like you have mm -hmm. now over 400 retailers on Greenline. Um, yeah, uh, I'd be happy to provide an update. I, I was hoping yeah. uh, that we would uh, be able to come on here and say that we have 420 retailers. Uh, uh, we are at 450, so it is it is much greater. We're growing at a really fast rate, especially in Ontario. It's, it's something we're really excited for. And what do you do? You, do you, uh, like, I mean, obviously that's exciting because more is sort of the, the game you're in. But, but um, are you finding the folks coming to you, uh, you know, for second, third and fourth shops? Or is it like, everybody wants it for their first, like what is the breakdown? Of I'd say it's actually half, half. So a lot of our existing customers from the past three years have been growing um, pretty aggressively, um, which that's exactly what we want to see. And I'll talk more about how our Greenlight Capital Initiative has been helping those stores out. Um, in Ontario, uh, it's still there. It's a really big mix. A lot of people uh, are very new to this industry. Um, kind of reminds me of back in 2018. Um, but I, I do think a lot of it will stabilize over the next year. And so, so talk a little bit about that because, um, so growing from like one to five or one to two or five to 10 stores, like, is it that type of growth where people are like, we know what we're doing, we're going to find the exact location that works for us. And we're just like cutting and pasting our whole operation to another location. Yeah. So, uh, one of our stores, uh, they were, they were based in, Alberta and they got acquired by a uh, much larger store a couple of years ago. They, they took a bit of a break and then now they're back in the game opening many stores. I believe they might be 10 plus stores 
in Ontario. And, and that's exactly the, the type of story we want to see. It's stores who know, uh, who figured out their operations and then they're scaling that operational knowledge, either via franchises or through their own centrally run stores. I want to ask you about the capital part, because I think we maybe hinted on it last time we talked, but talk a little about what and you, I think you put it as sort of offer, offering, you're seeing pain points and want to offer solutions. Talk a little yeah. bit about the solution you're offering to uh, folks within your realm right now. Yeah, sure. So uh, just to talk a little bit about the problem, uh, we know that cannabis retailers have a really hard time getting access to money. Um, the traditional financial institutions still see cannabis retail, even though we are a federally legalized industry, uh, as high risk. And But... Um, at Greenland, we don't see it that way. So we worked with uh, financial partners to make sure that we can get loans, capital, line of credit over to stores, especially if they're doing well and they're looking to grow, um, grow their operations. So uh, internally, we call it Greenland Capital. We've been talking about it with our customers. So far, we've loaned about $700,000 and growing to retailers in just the past two months. And I think it really shows the, the, the demand for uh, this kind of service um, and uh, yeah, and the, the primary use for this has been for opening new stores. So people are, are uh, have a model, they know it works, you know it works because you see it mm -hmm. on the sort of back end Absolutely. and they're looking to raise startup capital, you know, both from terms of infrastructure, but also in terms of like paying for time and horizon and, and probably consulting to get regulatory stuff through. Yeah, I mean, there's always a bit of risk involved uh, but it's that's normal as a as a retail business owner, um, yeah. And we're just really happy to help. And then the first order, <laughs> canvas. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a big one. Like especially when you're starting, you don't want all of your capital locked up in inventory, especially if it's your first purchase. Like you don't know exactly if uh, this inventory purchase is going to be the one that you'll continue with forever. So you do want cash on hand. Um, yeah, and so loans like this can really help. Yeah. And it's, it's great to see, obviously, people taking you up. It's not like you're offering a loan and money. People are going to line up for that. But it is interesting. And I think this sort of shows how in tune you are with your sort of clients is that you saw a pain point, you're offering a solution. By offering those suites, you are obviously deepening that relationship, but also um, like... You, you, you show that you're understanding sort of what they are going through. And then in, in many cases, you said like helping them with growth and expansion. Yeah, I certainly hope so. We, our core product will always be uh, software. It'll always be the, the point of sale software. Um, uh, we're, we're really trying to build robust cannabis retail infrastructure all across this country. Uh, we're not gonna try to do everything ourselves, but we wanna help other companies um, provide value to our stores. And just initiatives like Greenline Capital, uh, it just helps our uh, overall mission. Yeah, and I want to ask you about that because we've seen, man, we've seen rapid growth. I mean, obviously, you've seen rapid growth from a business perspective, but in Ontario, you know, I think I just saw a post from the Ontario Cannabis Store uh, that said they're going, they're over 600 stores now, and it, which seems like it's been slow to get to 600, but it also seems like from 100 to 600 has been like a really quick ramp up under maybe the most challenging business uh, environment. I don't know, certainly, well, you're young, but in our lifetime, my lifetime. Um, <laughs> but, but like, I wonder, I wonder, and I've been sort of working this thesis that if you've made it through the past year and you've been opened or you've opened in the past year and can survive, like that resiliency, that um, ability to adapt to really everything being thrown at you all at once, you may be really well prepared for what is coming, which is 
hopefully going to be a boom. Yeah, that uh, I hope so too. Uh, so a lot of the stores, like the, the the biggest boom in stores, came very recently in just the past couple of months. So it's it's a it's a little early to say exactly how how well they're doing. Uh, but obviously, stores are stores are generally concerned about competition. But even beyond that, um, just with um, all sorts of lockdowns happening uh, in Ontario, it's it's not the best time to start, uh, and we we completely understand. Yeah, it's interesting. We we did an event uh, last a couple of weeks ago, and folks from Leafly were on and talking about what they're seeing between people who are on their website and then going to store and their sort of tracking behavior. That. Mm -hmm. um, they're seeing that most people, most consumers are not traveling more than three kilometers to get their cannabis, which has to be, you know, that is like, you think about a footprint of a store and, you know, I don't know what your you know, delivery range and all that, which you can think of now, but like three kilometers is really tight in, which is really a mindset shift, I would believe, on like how you think about your consumers, where you want to target them and like the opportunity to, to really cater to that close in audience. And, um, and I'm sure, you know, all the people that are expanding in sort of your network are thinking about how many of those three kilometer radi radii, whatever the plural mm -hmm. of radius is. Like how many of those uh, are there? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's really like, it's, it's a very compelling stat and, um, and one that I think I'm sure your, your folks are thinking about a lot. Yeah. Um, we're, uh, so we're still paying attention to just general store performance. Of course, stores that are, that have less competition in, uh, especially rural towns, they're still doing really well. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the jury's still out for uh, how uh, densely packed urban cities like Toronto will do. And then Vancouver, where you are, like they have a 300 meter like monopoly. Like a certain, <laughs> like it's a pretty good, I mean, it's a, it, it may, you, some would argue, I bet that it's anti-capitalistic, but those stores in that 300 meter radius are probably jazzed. Yeah, they're uh, they're probably happy happy about it for sure. Yeah, like uh, I'd say Vancouver was a little slow to getting uh, a substantial number of licensed stores here, um, and I, and I do hope uh, that'll uh, that'll change because this is this is my city. I'd like to see a strong presence here. Um, I want to ask you, Albert, because you're so tied in with 450 now um, retailers. Um, looking ahead to like because we just passed 420. Like looking into the next 420, like. You've obviously identified pain points along the way, the most recent being capital, and you're offering that to your to your client base. But like, what do you think are some of the next wave of pain points that you will see that you and the team at Greenline will be trying to address? Yeah, we're, we're already seeing um, what what kinds of things stores are looking for from our software. Um, so really in the, in the past just three months, we've been really doubling down on our engineering team. We've uh, doubled, we've doubled our, our developer count in the again, in the past two months, hoping to triple really shortly. Uh, and we're ready to uh, like really invest in our partner integrations, especially um, for those stores who are concerned about competition. They need strong loyalty integrations. Uh, they need even stronger e-commerce connections. And so these are the things uh, we're, going to, uh, we're going to put the work into. Um, can I ask you a question about that? Because um, I think it, it is legend, sort of the, um, the difficulty in hiring sort of tech talent like that. Uh, in, in, a, in a world where people are always trying to find basically the same people you're trying to find. Like, how, how are you going about finding that tech talent and where are you finding it? It has nothing to do with cannabis necessarily, but, but like, how are you finding that sort of process? Yeah, so uh, the first thing is that we opened up our search to all across Canada uh, before when we had our, our Vancouver office. 
uh, we just hired locally in Vancouver. So we're gonna put out an Indeed post, say Vancouver, Vancouver BC. Um, but once we really expanded the pool, you know, we have uh, employees in Manitoba, we have employees in Ontario, it really, it really opens it up. And uh, I'd say that's not an option anymore. That's kind of a, a requirement for a technology business, especially if um, tech workers can, uh, can also go to any other country uh, you know, in any other time zone. Yeah. yeah, it is interesting. Do you think that's a, like that, is that a function of the technology to actually do the work is now ubiquitous and or now people are much more comfortable hiring people that aren't down the street from them? Or is it both? Uh, I think it's definitely it's definitely both. Uh, like before the pandemic, I don't think technology businesses had a clear idea of whether the business would even work. I mean, I certainly didn't, whether it would even work uh, fully remote. Um, and it's obviously much easier to transition as a smaller company than as a bigger company. But for Greenline, uh, we experienced a lot of uh, performance, uh, just pr productivity improvements, uh, working at home. Um, everyone was, uh, uh, people uh, like are, were affected differently early on. Some people felt more relaxed. Some people felt more stressed out. Um, it really depends on your living situation. So as an employer, probably the best thing you can do is um, to provide uh, extra money so that employees can purchase more gear for their home. Just make it look more comfortable, get better chairs, get better screens and all of that. Get an external microphone. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm, I'm recommending that to everyone now. So am I. And I could even recommend you the, um, the lights that I have in the backdrop. But, but Albert, I really appreciate you taking time, sharing the progress, sharing the pain points and the solutions you guys are providing. And uh, as always, we'll connect with you down the road and kudos on passing 450. I feel like we're going to go back in business of cannabis uh, and do an archive of like talking to Greenline and like mapping the growth. Uh, but oh, kudos to the team because it's, it's been great to watch you do it and uh, reaching milestones along the way. Yeah, thank you, Jay. You got it. Thanks, Albert. That was Albert Kim, the co-founder and CEO of Greenline POS. If you like this program, please rate and review us wherever you heard us. Thank you for joining us on B of C Live today. We're able to do what we do thanks to our ongoing partners, including Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Can Delta, Headset, Gallagher, and Torque and Mans.